Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 109 of the Xbox and 10 podcast. Your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week include Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, and Scarlet Nexus. The games coming out this week include Curve Space, Onarike, Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghost Patrol, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, Arcan the Dog Adventurer, Orham 40,000 Space Wolf, Blaster Master Zero, The Procession to Cavalry, Walden, a game, and Treasure Hunter Simulator. My god, the names on some of these games. Bunch of news for Xbox Game Pass. The news includes Space Jam, a new legacy of the game launching for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members on July 1st, and will be free to all players on July 15th. And coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Available today, Worms Rumble on Cloud Console and PC. June 24th, you can play Iron Harvest on PC. On June 24th, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered on console and PC. Podius and PC on June 24th, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts on Cloud July 1st, Bug Fables the Everlasting Sapling on Cloud Console and PC July 1st, Gang Beasts, a personal favorite of mine, available on Cloud Console and PC July 1st, Immortal Realms Vampire Wars on Cloud Console and PC July 1st, and Limbo, an amazing game, on Cloud Console and PC July 1st. Now to last week's biggest news stories and we have six to cover this week. Number one. Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season will be themed around Reach. Jordan Alleman at IGN writes, Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season will be themed around, quote, the heroes of Reach, end quote. The news was revealed in this month's Inside Infinite blog over on the Halo Waypoint website. Halo Infinite head of creative Joseph Staten centered the idea that as well as Master Chief, 343 wants you, the player, to feel at the very heart of the Halo universe. Part of this push is to make players part of the story that will begin with the launch of Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season, which 343 is calling Heroes of Reach. Quote, At the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward, end quote, Staten said. 343 isn't ready to share all of the details on how it plans to implement this, but did share why it's calling the first season Heroes of Reach. Quote, Reach has a rich history. It's a key location for Spartans of old and a focal point for a new generation of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils and mysteries of a galaxy that has fundamentally changed after the events of Halo 5, end quote, Satan explained. Quote, Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season takes place at a transformational moment in Halo history, at the pivot point from one generation of heroes to the next, end quote. Quote, in the moment, your multiplayer hero is waiting just off stage, geared up for battle and ready to spring into action and their epic story has yet to be told, and quote, Staten added. How cryptic. From Staten's description, it seems like the first season will be a reflective look back on the events of Reach, and it's a generation of heroes at a period in time beyond the events of Halo 5. It appears to be the starting point for a new set of heroes, our multiplayer Spartans, in a narrative that will develop as 343 delivers post-launch support to Halo Infinite. With Halo Reach maybe being my favorite Halo game of all time, this is super exciting news. We'll have to see what they're going to do to try and interweave story into the battle pass and multiplayer seasons, because I don't feel like a game has really nailed it thus far. I know Fortnite does crazy things with their seasons, but I'm really curious to see how 343 is going to handle it going forward. Number 2. 
Halo Infinite devs committed to holiday 2021 launch, Phil Spencer says. Joseph Noop and IGN writes, Xbox boss Phil Spencer says that Halo Infinite development team is very committed to a holiday release date. Spencer made the comment while guesting on drop frames, discussing how the Halo Infinite team was approaching the last legs of development, among other topics. Spencer says that the team is currently narrowing down their release for Halo Infinite and already has a good idea for launch window. Quote, we know kind of our range in the three to four week range, end quote, Spencer said. Quote, we don't have yet the exact day. There's some other things with some other game timing that we're trying to look at. We'll have better clarity over the summer, but this isn't a month's thing. It's just a down to a few weeks, end quote. I have to say I was happy to hear this on the Drop Frames podcast. Them not putting a date on it really had me nervous at the E3 showcase, but seeing that it's in a week's range, it should be launching this year. Seems like they're really just trying to avoid maybe the big rush for Call of Duty Battlefield, and I think ideally if they could have launched this game in August, they would have. Give some space, maybe right at the end of November, early December could be a prime time for Halo Infinite. Number 3. New design for Xbox displays include the best Xbox Series X support. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft is expanding its design for Xbox program to include monitors and displays. Some gaming monitors will now include a new Gaming Features for Xbox badge that will indicate they support the latest and greatest HDMI 2.1 technology, with variable refresh rate, HDR, and 4K at 120Hz support all for the Xbox Series X and S consoles. At least three HDMI 2.1 displays will get the new badge, including the new 55-inch Philips Momentum display. The Momentum supports 4K resolution at 120Hz, an AMD FreeSync Premium Pro, a dedicated Xbox Picture Mode, and a Display HDR 1000 support. Microsoft says it has worked with Philips to validate the display for the Xbox Series X and S, and will launch worldwide for $1599.99 this summer. Asus has a new 43-inch monitor that includes 4K at 120, AMD FreeSync Premium Pro, and Display HDR 1000 support, a special Xbox edition that also includes an Xbox mode, with custom color, contrast, and hue settings will be available in October, priced at $1399. The final monitor is the trio of design for Xbox displays, a 28-inch Acer Xbox Edition gaming monitor. It also supports 4K 120 with a low 1 millisecond response time, only display HDR 400 and AMD FreeSync Premium Pro support. It even includes a built-in KVM switch to let you quickly switch between multiple PCs with a single keyboard, mouse, and monitor setup. Acer is launching its XV28 2K KV Xbox Gaming Monitor this fall priced at $949.99. While these three displays certainly aren't cheap, they do support all the bells and whistles of our shiny new consoles. And I like the idea of Microsoft and Xbox working with these monitor display companies to ensure that they have those designed for Xbox badges, as it gets very convoluted and confusing for customers about which features and support they will get out of their displays when they're trying to get all the stuff out of their new consoles. Personally, I saved up, and after getting the LG C855 inch years back, and loving that OLED display, I had to get the new LG C148 inch. I went a little lighter on the inches because I want to have that tighter display for when I play some more competitive shooters, and I absolutely love it and cannot recommend it more. Number 4, Xbox Series X and S Auto HDR and Direct Storage Features Coming to Windows 11. Sean Carey at Drew Achievements writes, During Microsoft's Windows 11 reveal event, Xbox Corporate VP Sarah Bond announced that Auto HDR and Direct Storage, the storage solution in the Xbox Series X and S consoles, are coming to Windows 11. Auto HDR is an AI feature that offers richer and more immersive visuals for games running in SDR. Auto HDR is used in some older games that do not have native HDR support, elevating the game's overall visual quality, with a much wider range of brightness values and colors giving an extra sense of richness and depth to the image. 
It's an impressive feature that you'll already be familiar with if you have a Series X or X console. During the presentation, Bond mentioned that Auto HDR will be coming to over 1,000 games. Also coming to Windows 11 is Direct Storage, a new technology that was pioneered as part of the Xbox Velocity architecture and featured in Xbox Series X and S consoles. In an Xbox Wire post, Bond says that with a high-performance NVMe SSD and the proper drivers, Windows 11 can soon load new games faster than ever without bogging down your CPU. Quote, this means you'll get to experience incredibly detailed game worlds rendered at lightning speeds without long load times, end quote, Bond continued. Direct storage will only be available with Windows 11. It's really cool to see Microsoft and Xbox bringing some of these features that they designed and pioneered for the new consoles over to the Windows platform. If you have the right rig and get into Windows 11, your games will look and run better than ever. Number 5. Overwatch Crossplay is available now. ONS Good at Polygon writes, Overwatch's long-requested cross-platform play launched on Tuesday. Blizzard has announced the feature connects players on all platforms, including Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. This update means that all Overwatch players must set up a free Battle.net account or connect to an existing one and link it to their console accounts, regardless of whether you want to participate in the cross-platform multiplayer. Going forward, cross-play will be available to all Overwatch playlists with limitations on the game's competitive mode, and competitive console players will be matched with one another, and PC players will only be matched with other PC players. Overwatch players can toggle and opt out for cross-play, but that means they will only be matched with other players on their platform who have also opted out, which shrinks their pool of available matches. For a game as big as Overwatch, this is certainly long overdue, but it's great to see them finally get this going. Overwatch has piqued my interest time and time again, and I haven't given it a fair chance, and I think I'll use Overwatch 2 as my excuse to jump back in. Number 6, EA reportedly working on a revival for an established IP. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, EA is reportedly set to announce a new game based on an established IP during next month's EA Play Live event. The news comes via Gamesbeat journalist and insider Jeff Grubb, who previously said that EA Motive was working on an unannounced title based on an established IP that was, quote, a big deal, end quote, before stopping short of revealing what the game or IP was. In a live stream last week, Grubb was asked about EA Play and what he thought would be at the event. Quote, I don't know everything, but I do know one thing. It's that one, it's the one, and we're going to see it if we're not dead first, end quote. The, quote, if we're not dead first, end quote, comment has sent the internet into full-on speculation mode, with some believing that Grubb is teasing something to do with Dead Space. The last entry into the popular sci-fi horror series was Dead Space 3, which launched all the way back in 2013. EA has got a vast back catalog of IP, so the game could pretty much be anything at this point until an official announcement is made. We'll hopefully hear more on whatever Grub is teasing at EA Play Live on July 22nd. This rumor certainly has me very intrigued. I love survival horror, Resident Evil being one of my favorite franchises of all time, and somehow I never played through the Dead Space franchise. I've been meaning and meaning to get back and play the old games, and now it seems like I'm going to hold off till this event. Maybe they're going to announce a new Dead Space game, or another trilogy remastered of the old games. Cannot wait to find out. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about the fate of the planned Mass Effect movie. Credit to J. Kim Murphy and IGN. Back before Mass Effect was even a complete trilogy, Hollywood was preparing to mount a film adaptation of the hit Bioware sci-fi series. After running into some screenwriting difficulties, the project never came to fruition. Mac Walters, the project director for Mass Effect Legendary Edition, recently discussed the fate of the movie, citing an uncertainty on how to fit the game's sprawling narrative into the format of a commercial blockbuster. 
quote, it felt like we were always fighting the IP, end quote, Walters told Business Insider. Quote, what story are we going to tell in 90 to 120 minutes? Are we going to do it justice? End quote. I thought this was really interesting as they actually recognized the problem with trying to turn some video games into movies. We spend so much time in a video game world that how can you capture that in a two-hour movie? That's why I do think that TV shows are the prime point for video games coming over to the big screen, and I would love to see them do an in-depth series on Mass Effect. The world building is so rich and so many stories that could be told over a long period of time, just not in a movie. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. I'm recording this late Sunday night, and I still have had no time to play games this week, but I'm excited to finish this recording, edit it up, and then jump back into Mass Effect 2. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros. 93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.